0: Welcome to episode 76 of the BCF ORG podcast, the business of business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 75, our guest was Chelly Phillips, discussing building your personal brand. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business that are approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today's episode asks, are you user-centric? Our guest is Satyam Katanini, founder of UX Reactor based out of Pleasanton, California. Prior to founding UX Reactor, Satyam led various in-house design organizations such as Citrix and PayPal. He is also an alumni of Harvard Business School. While at Harvard, Satyam realized that most businesses aren't leveraging the full power of user experience design as an engine for strategic growth. So he resolved to change that. Through UX Reactor, Satyam demonstrated that UX can go and should drive enterprise-wide innovation and business outcomes. UX Reactor has enabled its client partners to generate hundreds of millions in additional revenue from user-centered innovation. Satyam is passionate about user-centered innovation and authored a book titled User Experience Design, a Practical Playbook to Fuel Business Growth, which released in May of 2022. Let's welcome Satyam Kantanini. Satyam. Welcome to the BCF Orgy Podcast, the business of business. Thank
1: you, Brian. It's a privilege to be here.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Satyam, I'm always interested in people's stories. What's your background in founding UX Reactor?
1: I I call my background a very serendipitous background. I actually studied electronics engineering uh, way back when. And then serendipitously found a, a line of study called Human Factors Engineering, which studies how humans interact with technology. Uh, and then that became my calling for the last uh, 22 years now, or 23 to be precise. In between, also went to business school and studied business. So I, I think I have to track by, not by choice, just as how it happened with uh, design, business, and engineering, all three, uh, you know, in, in terms of background.
0: Our topic today is being user-centric. What does it mean to be user-centric?
1: In the most simplest terms, uh, every business uh, in the world uh, has a system of users uh, that actually interact with it. Understanding every user in that system, understanding their journey, understanding their pain points and opportunities, uh, and doing something about it is what, in a sense, you've been user-centric. So that's the line of work that I do and help organizations kind of drive. But in a sense, it's knowing your users and doing something about them and every day striving to delight them.
0: Why are only 10% of companies truly user-centric?
1: I'd, I'd be surprised even if you know 10% are, are the more accurate number, but the reason why only a few companies are able to be fully user-centric is because it needs a sustained level of discipline that most organizations are not able to kind of drive. Uh, and again, it's a philosophy that has to percolate all through the organization and not just in one person's head or so on and so forth. Again, it's systemic, it takes a discipline, it has a certain set of uh, processes and, and structure that needs to kind of guide that, which is why a lot of organizations kind of fail or uh, are, uh, are, are, are mediocre in that process. Uh, and the companies that are able to leverage that power. And you see that all across in the stock market. i say that why is that that Apple is 10 times more valuable than a Samsung?
0: We're speaking with Satyam Katanini, founder of UX Reactor. How can a company become user-centric if they're not already? Again, as I mentioned, it's a discipline. And
1: uh, it needs the right people following the right process with the right mindsets and the right environment. I write that in my book call it the BVD, to to drive business value by design and and understand user-centered design as the line of work. You need people, you need the right leaders, you need the right kind of uh, practitioners. Uh, So constantly, organization needs to have an army of user researchers that are understanding the different users, understand the journey, extracting the data, synthesizing that, and, and projecting that back into the organization. Most times many people are making assumptions like, ah, this is what the user wants, or this is what the user would need, this is what I would do if I was a user. And these are all you know classic ways of failing uh, in the process of being user-centered. You actually need to have a sustained way of getting that data. Then you need to kind of run experiments and say, hey, this is the way I would kind of make it easier. This is the way I would solve a problem. And that's again the next part of the discipline. And then kind of building that into a system where, you know, you are celebrating that and and uh, institutionalizing that across the team. Uh, So all of this is what takes that discipline. And when you do that, that's when you truly are user-centric. And obviously, then you will make an insane amount of business value for yourself.
0: How can a business pivot strategy to outdo their competitors? Uh,
1: One thing I've noticed when I work with a lot of business leaders, and I'll share this very much, a lot of a lot of business leaders compete with their competition. That sounds, I think, the wrong way of thinking about it. When you're competing with a competition, you're saying, hey, they are doing it, so I'm going to do this. The right way of competing is competing with your users and saying, how do I consistently keep delighting them? What are the pain points that haven't solved for them? What are the opportunities that I can still go for them? And when you start thinking from that mindset, you are competing with only the users, and therefore you become everyone's competition. And that mindset shift is a significant shift. And when I say, you want to compete and to win, don't compete with your competition. Let them compete with you and you compete with the users. Uh, and again, as I said, it takes that discipline to compete with the users because you need to know who your users are. I always ask most leaders and uh, when I coach them, I say, hey, ask any, any random four or five people in your organization this whole question. Uh, ask them, who are your top users or who are our top? users in the system? What are the top issues and pain points that they have? What am I doing about it? And can I measure that I'm doing something about it? And ask those across just five random people in the company. And then if you're getting the same answer and it's consistent, that means user-centric. But if you're not getting consistent answers and you're getting all over the place in data, which is typically nine out of 10 times what happens, that means you're not user-centric. You're just doing something random and hopefully assuming that you're user-centric.
0: It takes a while for people to realize it's really all about the customer. Satyam, what results have you seen with businesses that implement your approach and systems?
1: It's one of those things, like I would say, like, like keeping fit. If you're eating the right diet, if you are uh, working out, if you are uh, spending the time on your mental, uh, you, know, uh, you know, focus, you will actually start getting into a bit different state of uh, being. And the same as with the company. If the company is constantly looking at organizations, uh, looking at the users, looking at the, the system around this, they see value. Now, again, to be more concrete, we work with a company that actually uh, is working in automotive retail. They are three big incumbents, and they have been three big incumbents in the dealership software the uh, world for uh, now uh, over uh, 40 years. And this company came and thought about the user first, thought about why is all of this disconnected? Why does this user have to talk to that system? Brought everything into a single system and, and a single structure. And today, they're the fastest growing company out there worth over $3.5 billion in their last valuation. And that's when you start seeing the impact of this. Then again, you, you start looking at companies that we all know of, you know, an Apple is 10 times more valuable than Samsung is, and Samsung makes everything that Apple does, and more. It makes TVs, it makes refrigerators, it makes AC units. But again, it's still 240 billion. In uh, last time I checked, was 240 billion in market cap, and Apple was uh, 2.4 trillion, close, getting closer to three. And you see this with small companies. You see this in large companies. A company that competes with its users, which so it actually has a structure and a behavior and a, and a system around uh, extracting those insights and driving that. They constantly are making the right choices and the right decisions, both in the short term and the long term. And that's why I see a companies kind of extract so much value out of this process. And more importantly, they have loyalty because consumers love kind of coming back to them again and again. So your adoption is high, your retention is high, your satisfaction is high, and you're constantly becoming more efficient. All of these are numbers and variables that most businesses actually start seeing insane value.
0: We're speaking with Satyam Kantanini, founder of UX Reactor. Is there anything I've not asked that you'd like to add?
1: I think one question that I get always asked is like, you know, is it going to take too long? Is it, is it a multi-year process? And my point is it's a mindset before it's a process. And then the mindset is constantly, as I said, if you know your users, if you know the pain points, you're doing something about it, and that mindset is what's driving every decision in your in your system. That automatically will bring this behavior change. Treat it as a mindset before a process because many leaders get intimidated by the change management that they think this will need. But the point is, not doing it is not an option, especially if you want to compete uh, in today's world. As you understand, a lot of the technology today has gone from, like if you look at the history of technology, it has gone from like a package software where you buy it and you 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 use it or not use it. Software company doesn't really care because they already made the money. Actually, in a subscription base where pay for it. And, uh, but the benefit of subscription is I can change subscription. Competition is another click away. After today, as most softwares are being sold, uh, they are usage. You only pay if you're using it. If you're not using it, you don't pay for it. So, more and more, it's important that you know if you, if you have to be on top of your game uh, to compete in today's world. And if you are, especially in a hyper digitized world, I just think winner, there's a lot more uh, money on the table, uh, and the winner takes it all if they know how to kind of go and leverage a game of uh, being user center.
0: Satyam, how can people get in contact with you?
1: A couple of ways. They obviously can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, which is a really good manner, and I'm sure it will be in the show notes. And then uh, you can reach out to my company. I run UX Reactor. The email is hello at UXreactor.com. these are the two best
0: means to get a get hold of me satyam thank you for joining us today on the bcf org podcast the business of business thank you brian
1: again it's a privilege
0: my sincere thanks to satyam kattanini for joining us today managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCF ORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Satyam, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In our next episode, 77 our guest will be Eric Richter, discussing strategies for optimal thinking. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You're never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks.